What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive, goal-oriented talk. Today on the podcast, I have award-winning chiropractor, health and wellness expert, and registered acupuncturist, Dr. Nikessa Remy. How are you today? I'm doing well. So excited to be with you. I'm <laughs> thrilled to have you here. So just before we get started, I just wanted to read something that I found from your website because okay. I thought it just it was just so beautifully written okay and it completely sort of I don't know sums up your energy and just who you are so um, you wrote I truly believe that my purpose is to ensure that a healthy lifestyle can be attainable to anybody who wants it it is our right as human beings to have the information we need to make healthy choices and to ultimately be in control of our own health healthy living is a right not a privilege we need to be our own health advocates mm-hmm. I love it and I believe it I absolutely believe it when did you know that you wanted to get into health and wellness I just think it's, it's oh. so clear that you're so passionate about right. it well Well, you know what? I was really lucky in the sense that I was pretty young when I realized it. I was an athlete around six, seven, eight years old running track and field. Cool. And at that time, this is many years ago, I'm aging myself. Ben Johnson was a big, I know, before (laughs) scandal, pre-scandal. Oh, Uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, pre-scandal. That's how old I am. Uh, (laughs) He was like, I just was fascinated with him, like his body, how fast he was, like how quickly he was able to run down the track. And I just Mm. thought, why is that? Like, what is he doing why do his muscles look like that so from that moment I was like I want to know more about the body so through high school I took like physiology I took kinesiology like I just wanted to fuel this this passion to learn and then ultimately after university I ended up in chiropractic school and the rest is history amazing and you have your own practice correct I do so I have my own practice um, in Mississauga and we've been there for eight years and uh, just this past November we relocated to a bigger space so I know. I don't Congrats. So Thank you. But it's just an opportunity to work with more healthcare providers that share my same passion in educating people on how to live healthier lives. Wonderful. And you're still in Mississauga? I am still in Mississauga. Cool. Yes. I'm actually in Etobicoke. So this nice. is really close far. to me. I was just telling her right before the podcast that I've had a headache ongoing for the last couple of days. And I'm a huge believer in acupuncture and in chiropractic therapy. So yes. I'm definitely going to look forward to seeing you in the office. I'm excited. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so um, what do you what do you think creates a healthy lifestyle? I'm interested in that. Yeah, I think the first thing in creating a healthy lifestyle is understanding what it means to be healthy. Okay, like some people think I'm not in pain, so I'm healthy. That's not true. Yeah, (laughs) it's really understanding what being healthy, what a healthy body to you is. Like you have to learn and define that for yourself. And then I think it's just, and that's kind of why I do what I do, is finding the information that suits you. And there's so much information out there. I mean, the internet is a wonderful thing, but not every health piece of information applies to everybody. Sure, right? Everybody is different. Yeah. And so what I really try to do is take information, break it down. So first of all, it's easy to understand and. And you can pick from it what works for you. And so I think being healthy really is, first of all, understanding what health is for you and then just seeking out the right information. I love and that. It, it's a journey. It's definitely not a journey. It's not a static thing. It's not like, hey, I accomplished health. I'm good to go. It's a journey. And right. it's staying on top of that journey. I love that. You know, I've been experimenting with my health for the last few years. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of the things that I've come to realize that there's not like one set 
you know, method for everybody. There's right. not one thing that ever that works for everyone. You just kind of have to experiment for your own body. So I love that you say Absolutely. that because yes. not all, not a lot of people promote that. A lot of people say this is the way. No, That's, you I, know, I've been doing this long enough to know that <laughs> for me as a practitioner, I have to keep educating myself. Sure. I need more tools in my tool belt because yeah, yeah, not everything works for everybody. So there really is luckily so much information that is easily accessible. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm constantly educating myself so that I can help more people. Oh, I love that. That it yeah. makes the best teacher. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. All right. Well, before the podcast, I actually had a couple of fan submitted questions awesome. because you're just, so, it's so interesting. <laughs> so I had one person ask, there's a common concern that you're, that cracking your back is really bad for you. Is that true? <laughs> okay. I gotta be honest. My mom used to tell me it's going to give me arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. That's actually not true. Sorry, okay. moms and grandmas out there. <laughs> but yeah, that's not actually true. Now, what it does tell you, if you are are like oh, I need to crack my back so I feel better mm-hmm. what that tells us is that there are probably muscles along the spine that are really really tight okay. and those muscles are almost like holding the joints hostage so mm-hmm. we feel like we got to release the joints so we feel better right. the problem with that is it's not actually getting at the cause of your pain or your tightness what you really need is to stretch out the muscles that attach to the spine gotcha so although cracking your back isn't necessarily a bad thing I mean granted I wouldn't do it all day every day but it really is telling you that there's something else going on and you need to get at that cause okay cool interesting um mm. yeah my whole life I kind of always had I don't I'm not gonna do it because it's gross <laughs> <laughs> but I my back just cracks in like disgusting ways <laughs> And some people just genetically, it's, it is what it is. I think it's because, well, I was a dancer uh, and yes. I just, yeah. And also I just have really bad posture and that was good. That leads to my other question. I wanted to ask you how, mm-hmm. um, what, like, is there, could you maybe even show me or tell everybody mm-hmm. how you, sh- you can, po- you properly stand up? Cause I know posture is just such a big struggle right it now. Is for a lot and of everybody's people. very, I call myself Hunchy McGee <laughs> on my show, but it's more to be relatable. <laughs> I don't know why I started saying that on my show, but anyway, I'm going to uh, steal that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, me, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I was just curious. Cause also I, i maybe you might know why, but I tend to like stick my head out Yeah, and I, it's very, when I look at myself in videos, I, I usually am surprised and in my head, I don't feel like I look like that. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, do you have any pointers? Yeah. So I think with posture, the first thing is I always tell patients, it's not enough for me to say, Hey, sit up straight. That's not, that's not helpful. Right. And a lot of the times it's the fact that the muscles that actually support our posture aren't really turned on. Okay. And so we have to actively turn them on in order for us to have better posture. And Mm. it just has to do with the fact that like, I think I read a a study in 2015 that the average Canadian sits for 11.6 hours a day, like take out sleep, Uh. 11.6 hours a day. That's a lot of sitting. And when you look at like, uh, our body is an evolution. We're like designed to be out hunting and like sure. gathering food, not sitting at a computer or bent over texting. Our, our bodies just aren't designed to do that. Yeah. So to really have good posture, it does take a little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. And there are easy exercises that you can do that involve just almost like squeezing your shoulder blades together. Okay. So once you're able to engage those muscles, that automatically takes your shoulders from that hunched position and brings them back and down. Okay. So I will never tell someone just sit up straight. I'll usually cue them with, okay, let's start by just squeezing the shoulder blades together. Okay. And I even turn that sometimes into an exercise, have them repeat it a few times. So that way the muscles can like turn on and stay on to help give you better posture. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the the neck. 
<laughs> that comes forward. And again, it's because I mean, I blame it on texting. Exactly. No, I mean it's true. <laughs> texting does cause text neck. That's yeah. literally the name now. Like, really? They've done research and they've labeled this neck condition text neck. So it actually is quite common. <laughs> and again, it's because we're texting or we're bent over looking at our laptops. Right. And so again, you have to learn to engage the muscles that are actually in the front of your neck. Hmm. When you engage those muscles, and the best way to do it is to like give yourself a double chin, as I'm doing now. Why my voice is changing? Um, <laughs> is um, to engage the muscles in the front of the neck, so they can actually, just like the muscles in between your shoulder blades, support you and actually keep your neck and your chin in line with your spine. Okay. So it's all about learning the right cues, not just trying to sit up straight because. Some people don't even realize when they're hunching or realize what it feels like to sit up straight. So you really have to learn to engage the right muscles. So that's often where I start is just teach people how to turn on the right postural muscles. Cool. And I I know you have a lot of uh, videos that shows you about different Mm -hmm. things. Do you have one on posture? Maybe I can find it. I do. I have. um, I did a series um, stretching at your desk. Okay. um, That involves a couple exercises that are geared towards um, learning how to better control your posture when you're at your desk. And all these exercises that I posted, you don't even have to leave your desk. You can do it sitting on your chair because I try to do things that people can actually implement into their lives sure I mean no one's gonna get up from their desk and like walk down the hall and start stretching like in the middle of the hallway <laughs> I mean so, I mean unless depending on the I office you're would, at but yeah definitely bring your yoga mat to work I mean maybe if you're <laughs> blessed and lucky enough to do that great but if you're not I try to you know keep things simple and things that people can actually implement right away yeah I love the video where you uh took a towel you rolled it and put it in uh, a pillow oh, yes. I thought, oh that's interesting because I often wake up my neck hurts so I'm gonna try right? that yeah and yeah. pillows are probably one of like the most common questions I get is people asking me what type of pillow. Oh, yes. Right. Never even thought and of that. R- exactly. And a lot of it is it's not so much like the brand. Like I, I there's too many brands for me to, to, to say this one for sure will work for everybody because everybody is different. Right. But ideally, you want to be sleeping on your side. Like that's just the best position for your spine. Really? So I always look at the height of your pillow. So if you're lying on your side, okay, and you've got a pillow, you might need a partner to do this, but if you should, you should have a straight line from the base of your skull, so the middle of your skull, to the, your tailbone. It should be a complete straight line. If your pillow is too high, the base of the skull will be higher than the tailbone, or if the pillow is too low, the base of your skull will be lower than your tailbone, oh. and you actually want it straight. So whether mm. you like memory foam or you like, I don't know, feathers, <laughs> whatever it is that you like, you just want to make sure it's the right height. Gotcha. for your neck I think I have a uh, memory phone one maybe it's it, your head just kind of like molds into yes. it I think that's what it is <laughs> that's probably a memory phone okay. it's probably it's one of the most popular ones that at least my patients my patients yeah. have and those are good in the sense that they do give you support um, for some patients who have like really stiff joints they may want something a little softer so mm. it really depends on the you and yeah exactly what uh, issues you might have with your neck gotcha okay well there's a lot of people probably listening that don't know much about acupuncture could you Mm -hmm. maybe just talk about that yeah I mean the great thing about acupuncture is you can use it for 
so many things. Mm-hmm. So like today I used it on someone who had tension headaches. And then two hours later, I used it on a woman who's trying um, to get pregnant. Oh. So it works on so many levels. And how it works is based on like traditional Chinese medicine, the body is made up of all these meridians or all these systems. Okay. Okay. And each system correlates to different organs in the body. So you've got like a stomach channel, you've got a spleen channel, liver channel, like there's Mm -hmm. all these channels within the body. And in order for us to, to be healthy and pain free, those channels need to be working efficiently. So in essence, you're kind of balancing the good energy coming in, getting rid of the bad energy coming out. And everybody creates bad energy because we use our bodies, things happen. And so we're always producing toxins and things like that. But our body is designed to get rid of them. However, if there is a blockage or a restriction and either the good stuff can't get to the area or the bad stuff can't leave the area, that creates imbalances, which affects the body's energy, which is often referred to as the chi within the body. Right. So acupuncture is all about restoring the chi or restoring the balance of the good stuff coming in and the bad stuff leaving the body. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I've done acupuncture myself and I'm like, I highly recommend it to yeah. everybody. I had a, uh, not severe, but I, um, I had an injury in dance in November mm-hmm. and I actually, I could not I could barely walk for a good month. Wow. It was really bad where I was just, my whole leg just was in so much pain. Wow. So I started going to an acupuncturist mm-hmm. and um, within, I'd say about six sessions, it went away. Awesome. So yeah. And so I guess she, she said that it was tied to um, my ankle strength. Right. And so my ankle was a bit weak and therefore was throwing the rest of my body off. But I find it fascinating. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you can use it for muscle stuff, joint yeah. stuff, plus other stuff. It's just, yeah, it's a it, great tool. And it's interesting how it's tied into your organs because do you maybe believe that? Because actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you believe a lot of injuries, physical injuries are tied to mental thoughts. Oh, yes. You do. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because if you, if you can believe that, you know, acupuncture is helpful for specific organs, then that, that makes sense. That it would all be correlated. percent. And that's the one thing that I'm still trying to learn more about is the mind body connection yeah um and because it's one of those things where I mean nowadays there's more science behind it but when I was learning there wasn't a lot of science behind it so (laughs) nobody just talked about it but especially working because I also have a practice that I work at downtown Toronto everybody is type a everybody is on the go everybody is working 12 13 hours a day sleeping two to three hours a day like the body literally has no rest which means the mind has no rest and so without that rest the body is working overtime and it's creating a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. So for me, just to treat the body, it's not going to work. We have to treat the mind. We have to reduce stress. We have to reduce anxiety. We have to teach people what pain actually is, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes pain is a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. When we work out and we feel our muscles working, it's uncomfortable, but that's a good thing. Yeah. If I can't get out of bed because I'm in pain, that's a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of just really educating people on that mind and body connection which is honestly still something (laughs) I'm working on and I work on it every day but there is a connection I wholeheartedly believe that yeah have you ever heard of you can heal your life by Louise Hay I have yeah very very interesting do you so you haven't read it I haven't read it but I have I have heard of that yeah she because she's a big believer in that and I believe um in the back of the book there is sort of like a dictionary of specific thoughts that could be creating different like ailments and illnesses in your body it's very interesting it is 
anytime I've had any like knee pain or headaches or acne even, I've gone to the book and it's sure enough exactly what I'm going through interestingly enough it's true so i'm a big believer in that yeah and it's yeah. really hard for people who have chronic pain yeah. to change their mindset oh, yeah for right? sure because they've just gotten used to being in pain and they'll just say oh i can't do that because i'm in pain or i can't do that because that will cause pain or you know this is just my life and yeah. how do you if someone has that has had that mentality for 20 plus years how do you change that sure so definitely um it, it's yeah it's something i i want to improve in my practice yeah. so i can help my patients and I think there's probably a point where they identify with the pain, right? And they yeah. only know themselves as being someone with this illness or exactly. whatnot, right? And that's why sometimes I'm also hesitant when patients come in and say, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia or I've been diagnosed with right. chronic fatigue. I'm like, who diagnosed you? How did they diagnose? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, yeah. Like, those are just umbrella terms. They don't sure. actually mean something and there's no proven anything that I, says you have that. I was going to say that because uh, <laughs> somebody told me to look into that and I went, there's actually not much evidence of that truly existing no. right so and I think sometimes not to like you know be negative towards the medical profession I'm sure. not but sometimes if you can't explain it you just give them a diagnosis so at least they you have a diagnosis written down right right and and it can actually do damage because patients will believe that diagnosis internalize that diagnosis right. and then you're right now my name is Nakessa and I have fibromyalgia like that's right. the first thing that comes out of out of their mouth so right. we definitely have to work on that yeah. So you're so you do health as well, obviously. Do yes. you um, do uh, what are they called like aller, uh, food allergy tests? Do you do so that? So I don't do it in my practice, but I'm okay. lucky enough to work with a naturopath who does. Okay. Because the interesting thing about food allergies and intolerances is that they do sometimes have physical manifestations. Well, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like I don't know, you're not digesting wheat or whatever sometimes that can actually result in back pain just because of the strain in your organs internally to digest food that they can't so they'll come to me and be like oh my back hurts or my hip hurts we do all this testing and I can't reproduce the pain and I'm lucky enough like I said that I have a colleague that I can say hey do you want to just take a look and see if I'm missing something and yeah there's been many many instances Mm. where there is a food allergy or women um, who have like cysts on their ovaries and mm-hmm. they're thinking it's like abdominal pain or pain from like um, muscles or their, their obliques. And I'm like, it's not, it turns out it's a cyst on their ovaries. Wow. So there is definitely some internal issues that can manifest themselves mm-hmm. as physical pain and it's not muscular. It's not joint. It's something internal that needs to be addressed. That is uh, really interesting what you just said because yeah. I have like severe hip pain mm-hmm. and I just kind of pegged it to dance, but I am gluten intolerant. So yeah. I never really correlated the two. So that's you, cool. I mean, many people don't know like what their intestines look like. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably horrible. Right? Mine's black from all the sugar I eat. <laughs> but the intestines are long. They're huge. I think mm-hmm. they're like 16 feet long or something like that. So Whoa. they're jam packed in a small area, in this small abdominal region. So if there's inflammation or anything like that, it could put pressure internally, which ultimately makes you mm. feel like, yeah, you have hip pain or groin pain, right. but it's it's not muscular and it's not joint. So interesting. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I have to be very diligent at making sure I'm able to actually reproduce pain and have a, su- a solid diagnosis. Otherwise, I will refer to right. other team members. Well, that's amazing. It's mm-hmm. awesome that, you know, you care so much that if oh, yeah. you don't know, you know, you'll try to see if someone else can help. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So that's a great way of being. And actually, it's 
funny because another one of the fan submitted questions was to ask if acupuncture can help mental health if, the, if there's a correlation but I guess we yeah, kind of touched on yeah. that yeah there has been recent studies that have shown that it can help with um, things like anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and there were a few studies which actually showed that it in some cases worked better than certain medications particularly because really? medications often come with a lot of side effects yeah. um, and acupuncture really has minimal side mm-hmm. effects so it has helped um, I've used it for patients with um, st- for stress management uh, the other thing I use it to for is just sleep management and sleep health mm-hmm. lack of sleep which is I think a serious issue especially amongst millennials especially like here in Toronto um, and using acupuncture to help people just get a better night's sleep mm-hmm. can help lots of things from food allergies to physical joint pain sleep is so important to allow our body to actually recover so I mm-hmm. definitely believe acupuncture plays a huge role in mental health oh mm-hmm. amazing um yeah I, I can even tell the difference when I get a better night's yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I think everybody can really <laughs> right, yeah. but then it's just making yourself turn off the Netflix exactly. you know <laughs> I know I'm guilty of that I've had to remove the TV from my room I've just had to I can't I can't I'm too tempted I can't do it <laughs> it is hard though especially yes. I just got into oh my god <laughs> I'm going to make my sound sound self sound so ridiculous. I recently became obsessed with The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I've, I've watched every season. Stop every it. episode. No way. I can't way. believe I'm saying this out loud. Every, every Real Housewives from Vancouver, Toronto, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's your from Beverly Hills? From Beverly Hills. Right now, I'm really feeling Lisa Renna. Oh, really? Yes. Lisa Renna just says things and I just love it. And she's always just like dancing and crazy. And I just, I love her. I love her I love kids. Her yes. kids are hilarious. Yes. The blonde one. I can't remember her yeah. name. is so Delilah? funny. Delilah. <laughs> God, knows oh the goodness. kids' names. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> you just became so much cooler. I love I just, it. I love housewives of anywhere of okay. anywhere the british one lisa i Vanderpump. I, she's my favorite i'm not gonna lie i think maybe because i from i come from a british background uh, that yes. i'm watching it and then i'm seeing all these girls take everything that she does so seriously right. when she's just not serious at all and she just does everything for a laugh and exactly. like i'm very much like that and sometimes people don't understand me and they take me the wrong way and i'm like turn it i think i think literally it is a cultural barrier oh, a little 100%, bit hundred percent a hundred percent and i don't know if you've been watching this season no i'm actually i so last night i finished okay. season six so now I'm, like, I'm a little behind there's 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 some things to see because this season lisa goes through a rough a rough patch oh, so no, that's all i'll say my that's lisa. all i'll say yes are the ponies still alive i haven't seen the ponies yet but really? i i'm pretty sure they're good because she would okay. have mentioned if they weren't okay so, yes. <laughs> now that we're up to date on Beverly Hills Housewives. <laughs> Hey, I think everyone on here is going to enjoy. I, I bet there's way more people that watch it than we exactly. think. There's literally like how many? 12 different franchises of this. There's so many. So clearly there's, there's so a large many. audience. There's going to be lots of people listening to this that yes. also watches it. I Good imagine. relaxation TV for me. <laughs> <laughs> I use it for my own mental health just to bring me down at the end of the day. Actually, yeah, yeah no, I because I've been watching the last few nights and I've realized, you know, this makes me feel like, OK, like I'm OK in life. Right? Like I'm, you know, like it's just very lighthearted. Like exactly. it helps you relax. Yeah. Exactly. And we all need to relax. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any I like tips for relaxation? Um, Go to. Yeah. For for me, I actually have a uh, meditation app 
on my phone. No way. I do. Oh, not your own. Um, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I don't have I time to make <laughs> meditation videos. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe one day. Hey. Um, but there's so many apps. So for me, like right before bed, um, I will listen to like a sleep meditation app. Sure. And that really helps me relax. But also too, one of the things that I really focus on with my patients is breathing. Okay. Many of us don't breathe properly. Oh. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll have a patient take a deep breath in and I'll watch what it looks like. So as you're taking a deep breath, what I'm looking at is does your chest rise and fall? Okay. Because when we breathe, our chest actually should not move at all. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to burst your That bubble. could be because my, um, si- my singing days, they always tell you to take a big deep breath in. Right. And release. So where we actually get most of our oxygen from is our diaphragm, which is more in the abdominal area. Right. So when we inhale, we should actually see movement in our stomach, right. not our chest. Mm. Because when we use our chest to breathe, you're actually breathing shallower and you're also using the muscles like in your neck, which are often already overworked. Oh. So if you're using those muscles to breathe plus to support your head while you're at a computer, you're going to get tightness and knots in your shoulders, which everybody has. So at the end of the day, just to kind of help lower your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, I have them practice just abdominal breathing, whether you're sitting on your couch or right before you go to bed, if you're lying on your bed, just for about 60 seconds, just practice breathing through the abdominal region. Mm -hmm. You'll notice your breath rate goes down. Like I said, heart rate, blood pressure, all that stuff goes down to really help you relax. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that. It's a great tip. You know, I um, I have this meditation. Well, I guess it's kind of similar to meditation and breathing combined. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, like a grounding exercise. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I actually put it on my podcast because I just, I do it all the time and yeah. other people were asking about it. And it's similar, but yeah, I never, I, I never really thought it's it, it's it really is about the breathing it's so important so. everything comes back to the breath yeah, yeah. interesting yeah cool really what important. meditation app do you use uh this one is a woman named i think her name is dr julie but the app okay. the app has like a bunch of different medita- like different types of meditation um i think there was one that you can even do before you eat so like you oh you eat more mindfully i haven't checked that out I yet love that. Uh, <laughs> which uh which maybe i should i should look into uh, god knows i do not eat mindfully um <laughs> You know, it is hard with it. all the options. Yes, yeah. it is hard. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think it, this woman is Dr. Julie, but okay. there's, the app itself has so, I think it's just called Meditation Forum or something like that, but okay. it has so many different types of yeah. meditation. There's that a you couple of them out there that mm-hmm. are really good. I, I use one called Pacific. Ah, uh, I'm forgetting. And I think there was called. another one too called Headspace. Headspace, that I've used. yes. Yeah, most people that have I, that. Yes, I've, heard. I've used that one okay. as well. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, man, there's just so many things I, I could ask you. Um, what's your take on standing work desks? Yes. Great question. I'm mm. so glad you brought that up because I swear that's a conversation I have in my office every day and I've really? had for like the last six, seven months. But yeah, standing desks I think are a great option really now there's one thing i should say because there is early research coming out on standing desks and what the research is finding is that we actually want to spend half the day sitting half the day standing not all at once um so i like the idea and i think a lot of standing desks have the option where you can actually like 
it automatically lifts or lowers so that you can sit or stand. Oh, cool. Uh, I know there are workspaces where there's like a standing pod or something where like there's a few standing desks where you can take your laptop and go or come back and sit kind of thing. Um, But ideally, yeah, you should be like, let's just say you've got an eight hour work day. I would say four hours sitting, four hours standing. Okay, yeah. interesting. And if you are going to use a standing desk, another important thing that I've come across is what's called an anti-fatigue mat to have on your feet just to help with shock absorption from Ooh, standing. Yeah, shock absorption. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so when you're standing, you're naturally putting a lot, you're putting pressure through your feet, your ankles, your knees, your hips, and I'm not sure how many of us wear comfortable <laughs> shoes to wear. I know I do. Um, but I mean, uh, not the good old. Yeah. Yes, those, uh, those are actually pretty good. Are, I can't remember what these yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, so you, if you don't have the best footwear to support you, mm. an anti-gravity mat, it's just like a little bit of a cushioned type mat okay. will help with shock absorption so that your muscles and joints don't fatigue. Do you take standing. Your, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to No, it's okay. Do you take your shoes off when you're on? And you, I would say probably keep them on. If you, okay. I mean, in an ideal work environment, if you could take your shoes off, you should, because that's a whole other story about the importance of feet actually contacting the ground. Oh. Yeah. I can talk about that for hours. Um, but yeah. So I'll just quickly mention it because I feel like I need to. Yeah. I'm- so your feet have a lot of nerves in them. And those nerves send information to your brain to let you know how things are operating, what the ground is doing, what the body is doing. And when we're constantly in footwear, we can lose that connection between the feet and the brain. And that's why the feet are so sensitive is because there's so many nerves in there. So they carry a lot of information. So spending some of your day barefoot, just resting on your carpet, resting on your floor, whatever, just so the feet are actually in contact with the ground and there's no barrier, socks, footwear, anything like that, is really helpful in reestablishing those pathways of the nerves from your feet to your brain. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I have noticed in the summertime, I've made like the conscious effort to take my shoes off and walk bare feet in the grass. Yes. Because you also just feel the connection with nature and you feel completely grounded, right? Exactly. It's so yeah. important. I actually learned mm-hmm. this from someone who does yoga. It wasn't even like a course that I <laughs> that I took. It was just talking to a yoga instructor. She was describing it. I'm like, that makes total sense. Yeah. Well, my ex-boyfriend yeah. said to me, he's like, when was the last time you were barefoot outside? And I went, right. I don't know. Exactly. So and it's, it. it's important. It's, yeah. And again, if you go back to evolution, we were out there like, of course, touching the ground like we survived. But yeah, yeah. nowadays our feet are just sucked into socks and tight shoes. And yeah. So it's important to spend part of your day barefoot. In That's my a very interesting mm-hmm. um, idea that I'm now going to be, gonna be yeah, more aware of. I yeah, love that. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> OK, so do you have um, do you have like a go to tip that you give everybody when mm. you first meet them or um, just something mm. that like a piece of advice that you think that everybody should know? I think I've touched on a couple of them. Um, oh, the, yeah. You've the, touched yeah, on I know. so many great ones. <laughs> I, honestly, I could talk about this forever. Um, the <laughs> abdominal breathing is key. Yeah. Because not just when we're trying to relax, but when we're dealing with a stressful situation, when we're working out, when yeah. we're giving a presentation, you want to learn to breathe from your diaphragm because okay. it means so much more oxygen, so much more nutrients going to your entire body. Right. So abdominal breathing is usually anyone who's in pain, after their first treatment, I will talk to them about abdominal breathing and the importance of it. Because even if you have back pain, neck pain, whatever, you can practice abdominal breathing. So that's probably my one of my tips that I give everyone. And then the other thing is just prevention. So whether it's seeing 
a chiropractor like myself or an acupuncturist or a massage therapist, at least, and I know finances can sometimes be an issue, but at least mm-hmm. once every four to six weeks, even if you're not in pain, it sure. doesn't matter. Go to someone who's an expert in muscle and joint wellness and just make sure things are moving properly, yeah. that there's a balance between sides of the spine, because ultimately a lot of the issues that I see can be prevented. Right. And so if we can identify those early, it will really help to avoid some of the more serious issues that I often see in my practice. Yeah, and actually that's exactly what my acupuncturist had said to me when Mm. I had the injury that had I come so many years earlier when, you know, during my dance days when I had issues, it probably would have prevented this big injury. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I say that at least twice a day, (laughs) maybe three or four times a day. Oh, I'd love it. Okay, so some people believe that acupuncture can move, it moves energy, right? Mm. That's the idea of it, right? Yes. We're talking about the chi. So have you ever come across any cases where someone has felt a loss in their libido? <laughs> <laughs> and it has helped. I know this is like, it has helped with that. Um, very good question. I can't say. Let me just, let me actually just think about this or for like, a second. Or is there perhaps like an injury that could be tied to a sexual issue that you... Yes. Okay. Okay. So one thing that I'm still learning a lot about is the pelvic floor. Okay. What's that? So pretty much from like the genital area to our rectum, there's a group of muscles that support the base of our pelvis. Okay. Okay. So if you think of your core as like a cylinder... Okay. Okay. The top part of the cylinder is our diaphragm. The sides of the cylinder are your oblique muscles. So the muscles on the side of your torso, the front of the cylinder are like your abs and the muscles in the front. The back of the cylinder are the muscles right against the spine. And then the bottom part of the cylinder is the pelvic floor. Gotcha. So your core involves a whole lot of muscles. Ah. Now the pelvic floor is really important because it's also an area where we hold a lot of stress. We actually, Mm. some people will talk to me about clenching. Like they literally clench their cheeks together when they're stressed or when they're in pain. Mm. And that can affect the pelvic floor, which could affect libido. So men who sometimes have issues like with erectile dysfunction, it could be traced back to their pelvic floor. Mm. Women who, or women or men for that matter, who have issues like incontinence where you can't hold your pee. That can be related to the pelvic floor. Hmm. So there is a special group of um, physiotherapists that work just with pelvic floor muscles. And so sometimes it means um, like working the muscles or sometimes even working internally through the rectum because there's a lot of muscles that attach in um, around the rectum that they can access through there. Okay. And a lot of tightness there can cause a lot of issues, not just erectile dysfunction, but even back pain, hip pain, a lot of it sometimes Mm. can be tied back to that pelvic floor. So um, as an acupuncturist, if I assess them and I realize, okay, there are pelvic floor issues, I won't acupuncture the pelvic floor. Nobody (laughs) wants that. Uh, I will refer them to a physiotherapist or a pelvic floor physiotherapist. But what I will do is I will work on other factors, stress, anxiety. When you look at someone's tongue and their pulse, you can actually get really good information about how their internal systems are working. What? Yes. Wait, can you look at my tongue? Yes, I can look at your tongue. (laughs) Hold on. You can can stay with the mic. Okay. 
Okay, so what I'm looking for are, are there any areas of redness? So I'm looking at the base of your tongue, like the bottom of your tongue, and it's quite red in comparison to the body of your tongue. So right at the tip is a bit red. And there's also some redness along the sides, like little red dots around the sides of your tongue. Perfect. So what that tells me is that the redness indicates heat. So there could be like an internal heat in your body, which means that there is a system that's almost like working too hard. It's producing too much heat, if oh. you will. Now, based on where the redness was at the tip of your tongue, that indicates heart. The red dots on the side of the tongue correlate to your liver. So I'm going to want to assess your heart and your liver. So the other thing is if I looked and touched your pulse, what I'm feeling for, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm not looking at if you have a pulse or not. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for how fast is it? Is it really fast? Do I have to push really hard to find it? Or do I just rest my hand and it's there? Is it uh, bulging? Is it shallow? Is it wiry? Like these are the types of things that I'm looking for. Okay. So with yours, I literally just put my hand there and I, I can feel it. So that also okay. indicates a heat in the body. So what I would want to do is I would want to work on reducing the heat in your heart channel and your liver channel hmm. based on your tongue and your pulse so that imbalance can cause lots of issues so the headaches that you're yeah. uh, that you're getting um oh gosh uh, poor sleep it can affect um so there's a lot of things that the heart and liver fire if you will we can correct just based on reducing the heat in those channels. Wow, that is so cool and so spot on, actually. <laughs> Be, I don't, I, you know, I, I was curious about the heart for a while, but actually for Christmas I was given... Um, uh, do you know the medical medium? Have you heard of that no, that person? No. Um, very interesting. He's the one that kind of made celery juice, that cleanse, very popular. Oh. So it's this guy who channels messages, and he has has literally helped like like thousands of people. Wow. There's just he channels medical stuff, and he doesn't have like a license or anything, but literally knows like medical things from channeling, wow. which is like insane. And I read, I listened to the audiobook of his first one. I was just blown away, and I started trying some of the things that he suggested, mm -hmm. and I really felt a difference. And then for Christmas, I was given, uh, I think it's called the Liver Rescue Book. Oh wow! By him. And wow. because I, from what I'd gathered, I understood that I probably have something off about my liver. Yeah. So that's cool that you were able to just yeah, see and my tongue just from and see your that. tongue. Cool. You can look in it because your tongue correlates to various organs in the body. So cool. whether there's a redness, whether there's like a coating, some people have like a yellow coat or a gray like um, tint to their tongue. Really? All of that stuff can indicate different things going on in the body. Wow. Yeah. How interesting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> if I do say so myself, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm like, this is like, this is my element. I love learning about the body. I've, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a vegetarian at the moment. And okay. Like, pretty much a vegan, actually. But okay. I don't, I don't really identify with any of it. I, but right. just to, so people understand, I don't eat meat and I don't eat dairy. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, did that because a couple years ago I felt my stomach was always hurting I was bloated mm -hmm. all the time and I thought you know what? I'm just gonna start experimenting right and so I did and I did see a significant difference a, a difference in acne like I used yes. to get really bad acne wow. and that just sort of went away right and I just I, I all around feel so much better so. well what we put in our bodies we can't always <laughs> digest it yeah just because it's out there doesn't mean that everybody can digest it and you're right like poor digestion can affect the skin 
mm-hmm. our hair. It can affect so many things. So yeah. I myself am in the process of figuring out why I have such low iron. Um, oh. And I've been kind of on a journey for the last year to figure out what I can do um, to improve it. So one of the things that I'm going to start is actually a detox to see if there's something I'm eating that's preventing me from absorbing iron or or what it is, because I've tried the supplements. I even tried like iron injections and it just, it it wasn't going up. Interesting. So that's something that I'm, my goal for 2019 is to figure out why I don't have a lot of iron in my body. Well, that's funny. I was going to ask you what your goal, if you could tell me a goal. (laughs) That's my my personal (laughs) health goal. Um, But yeah, I want to figure that out because I really don't want to be on iron medicate, like taking supplements for the rest of my life. I don't want to. I really want to figure out if there's something that I need to eat or not eat or uh, who knows, but I'm going to work with a naturopath to to figure that out naturally. Maybe it's worth looking into the medical medium. Yeah. Or just like Googling if he has any tips on iron. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because yeah, it's definitely something I want to get under control this year. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating how many people have had, like it's all over everywhere. And, 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 you know, you knew about the celery juice cleansing. It started with him. I had no Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm on, I'm on. I'm looking for that this weekend. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love that that's your house goal. Do you have any other like personal goals? Yeah, I mean, uh, my clinic opened last year, the the relaunch of it. So, so that exciting. Was, that was great. And so for 2019, I just want to make our office, um, it's called the Chiropractic Office and Health Associates. Mm-hmm. I want to just get reach out to our community. I want to get more mm-hmm. people in our office. Because like you read my uh, my bio at the, <laughs> at the top of this, and I really want people to be healthy. And I really want people to understand that you don't have to be rich. You don't have to be well-educated. It doesn't matter matter where you live everybody has a right to be healthy and that's why I really wanted my clinic to open its doors to our community and just welcome everybody right and even if it's not something that I can help with the good news is I have an osteopath who's amazing that I work with Um, I have another acupuncturist who is um, a new grad and has all this new information that I didn't have 12 years ago (laughs) so I want to you know get her involved and we all all of us believe that people have a right to, to live healthy. Totally. So I, I, that's my goal is just to expand the business and reach more people in our community. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. I know. <laughs> Honestly, when just reading your bio and like, I just, I love how passionate you are. That yes. makes all the difference. Oh, it does. When you, it does. when you just think about like even teachers in, in elementary school, you yes. know, you only remember the ones that truly loved what they did and, you know, touched your soul a little that's bit. That's so true. Cause there's, there was just so many teachers where they just, they don't put in enough effort. They don't care enough yeah. and then there's you you have the few that you'll never forget for the rest of your life absolutely you know my grade two teacher mrs williams Aww, yeah. <laughs> i'll never forget her mr never. joya was my favorite right? <laughs> honestly i this guy though above and beyond yes. and i tried looking for him on facebook and i don't i can't oh. find him but this teacher like yes. i just i just want to find him so i can say thank you agreed it was grade seven and he just like like i was going su- going through such a hard time my parents had divorced a while ago at that right. point but I think that's the age where you start digesting it and understanding what happened. It's so true. He was just there and he was always asking me if I was okay. And I know it would be nice. Mrs. Williams for me was the one who actually got me interested in sport and through sport is how I developed my love for the body and my fascination with the body. So I've always wished I can just tell her, thank you. You should try to find her. I know I should. I should. Although I was in grade two a long, long time ago. So (laughs) I'm afraid, but, um, so is I, I'm 28. (laughs) 
a little older. Um, but um, but yeah, I've I've always wished that I could just say thank you. Aww, like you really made me feel special that I could do sports. Like it was just really nice. Well, you're that person yeah. for many people. I bet. Thank you. No, I, I hope to be because I mean, at the end of the day, you always want to give back what you've yeah. been given, yeah. and I have been given a lot. I've had great mentors and um, a great support team. So I always want to make sure that yeah, through my success, somebody else is is learning something or reaching yeah. their own success. Yeah. Definitely. Well, there's going to be so many people that are going to learn a lot from this episode. Awesome. That makes me happy. Well, before we wrap it up, I have a little fun thing that I do. Have you ever played with angel cards before? No, I have not. Okay. Are you down? Ooh, yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. So this is just something I do at the end of okay. every one of my podcasts. I'm obsessed with playing with these cards. They're just fun. And I, yeah. it's kind of like my party thing. When people come over, I'll say, do you want me to pull a card for yes, you? Yes, please. <laughs> That'll be the first in line. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, so basically how it works you can either have a direct like an, uh, a question a direct question or you can have um like a general a ge- if you yeah you can want general knowledge or okay. if you want to ask a specific question then you can okay so what would you like do i have to say the question out loud <laughs> yeah if you want or you don't have to yeah. uh, i have a i have a, a personal question that i'm okay you can keep it of. <laughs> yeah you can just tell me if it if it's giving you advice that is okay in, in line okay okay well, and do it's you about want a boy pull- oh <laughs> yes it's about a boy okay all the best questions are yes <laughs> okay and do you want to pull it or do you want me to pull it for you uh i'll pull it you'll pull it see ya okay i'm just gonna put that there because i have a feeling oh my goodness and okay. i just pull one yes okay. or or actually however many you're drawn to these two perfect yes and these two actually flew out of the deck oh so i will leave them for after okay um but we're we're gonna read these ones so all right so this one's facing me and this one's facing you so basically um there's different messages for when it's facing you and when it's the opposite way okay the high lord of gratitude and service is this card and it means conscious action so i will read you the little booklet of what it actually fully means oh this is good okay (laughs) so when the high lord of gratitude and service comes to challenge you he signals a time for deep self inventory Mm. ask yourself if your desires are driving you to become more self-serving have you forgotten to help others i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) are you so focused on arriving at your goal or destination that you've become isolated from the ones who care for you Mm. do your ambitions relate to making yourself special apart from from others or better than they are? Have you become competitive, envious, or driven? The High Lord of Gratitude and Service challenges you to accept a gentle gift in the form of a new perception of wealth and ambition. Mm. There is an ancient saying uh, scrawled on an old stone wall, true ambition is not what you believe it, it to be. No focus on winning. Whoa. Sorry, (laughs) I can't see. No focus on winning a jeweled prize. No amount of pomp and circumstance will achieve true prosperity. True ambition is a deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of the divine in service to all. You can also apply this to relationships. Oh, boy. (laughs) The impulse to have your own way or control how things will be serves you only to push push away the one you love. It creates an energy block, you know about those, that repels your desired outcome so that it's far out of reach. Let go and let the divine lead you to the highest outcome. In a tiny, still moment of surrender, miracles are born. When you shift your perception in alignment with this high Lord, success will indeed be yours. Wow. 
that spoke to me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That definitely spoke That's to amazing. me. Okay, some things, yes. I'm, I'm, and this yeah, is a really on. cool card. This is called the Lady of Lightning. Ooh. And this one represents surprises. Oh. And also, any thoughts, feelings, or ideas, sensations that you get while looking at these cards, those also apply. Wow. Looking and hearing the messages. So I'm getting shivers. So I feel like this one really applies to oh what boy. you need to know. As an ally, the Lady of Lightning brings powerful forces of change into your life. She tells you to expect a sudden shift in your circumstances. Perhaps a situation you weren't anticipating arises and offers you the opportunity of a lifetime or a series of aha moments culminates in a pivotal flash of insight, causing everything to change just like that. Maybe someone enters your life and pushes you to new heights. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You may have a brilliant idea that hits you like lightning. Be prepared. Change is imminent and a total paradigm shift may be upon you. Don't resist the changes as this kind of lightning isn't something you want to fight. Great things are happening when the Lady of Lightning appears. Wow. Wow. Amazing, right? Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What yeah. a way to end my week and Aww. set new goals for the new week. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Thank you. Honestly, these cards are fantastic. Wow. You actually buy them at Chapters. This is by Colette Baron Reed, who's a Torontonian. Oh. So also I like just support. I'm getting major shivers, so I feel like this very much applies it to you. Does. Awesome. That's my signal. Oh my goodness. From spirit. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not like totally I try to practice with my intuition and staying yes. in tune, but like recently I've wow. been feeling like I'm getting way more messages than before maybe I'm practicing a little bit more perhaps but amazing yeah. Yeah. oh my goodness Yay. amazing I'm so wow. glad that resonates it makes yes, me happy every single does. time it, oh my goodness yes. so many ways in so many ways well that was it was honestly <sighs> so lovely having you here thank you uh, this was such a fun talk your I energy agree. is fantastic <laughs> and I, I bet everyone's just gonna love this one oh uh, thank you it, so. thank you so much for having me yeah. honestly best best way to end my week yeah. best way that's so nice <laughs> and well you know what actually this is the model of my podcast I'm going to finish on this note it's called it's called it goes like this <laughs> the grass is always greenest where where we are right now so basically it's just a little reminder to stay present and to be grateful where you are because you know that's all you got and that's you know the best really where you are is truly where you need to be always Agreed. yeah Agreed. well thank you so much for listening guys sending you so much love light and motivation to go tackle your goals Namaste. For more Namaste or to support the Namaste podcast, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Malati. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Malati.